0: Welcome to the PA Podcast. I'm Olivia Coftry, one of the two co-founders of Oriel Partners, a boutique PA and administrative recruitment consultancy based in Mayfair. The business was launched in 2018 with the aim to provide the highest quality of service to both our clients and candidates, following three main values, honest, kind and fun. Providing an honest and transparent service to our clients, to be kind and helpful to our candidates and to have fun in the office in a supported working environment. Part of the reason of launching our business was to inspire others, and hence this PA podcast has been launched. I will be interviewing a number of successful PAs across a variety of industry sectors to provide current industry knowledge, explain how they got to where they are today and discuss the skills required to be successful in their roles. Welcome to our final episode of the PA Podcast. I'm so pleased we made it through and today is the most, I'm most excited because I've got my wonderful business partner Aurea here with us. Hi everybody. Ah, yay! uh, It's been a while. Aurea did not want to do this so I'm so pleased I've managed to rope her in. But we thought the final episode would be really useful to talk about things that we get asked all the time by candidates. Um, and we did actually ask some of our candidates if there were things they wanted us to cover. So we have a list. Um, so the first thing that we hope will be useful and the question that we get asked daily and that we answer daily is interview tips. So um, obviously, when candidates come and register with us, we help them with CVs and the formatting. And I think that's something that. We um, spend a lot of time on and making sure that people are highlighting their most relevant experience. But then, when it comes to interview, the process um, that we've already gone through is obviously telephone interviewing a candidate, meeting them face to face obviously meeting our client, briefing the client on our candidates. So by the time an interview is, um, or we're at the interview stage, it's been a really thorough process. So it's so important that candidates go prepared um, and do their research to put them in the best possible light, because we can only go so far as making that introduction, but actually it's that face-to-face interview which often secures the role. So I think the first thing for for me is is research, don't you think, Aurea? Oh, absolutely. You cannot be overly prepared absolutely. for these things and the
1: more information you have on the company even if they don't ask you those questions the more relaxed you'll be so absolutely every it time shines
0: through i think and clients always comment when people come prepared or unprepared i think it also just gives candidates uh, some confidence and that's not just looking at the website i think there's so many tools now
1: no um, go on linkedin yeah. have a look at the people that you know you're going to meet even if you can just visualize them before you you're sat in front of them, that will all help you relax and prepare.
0: And there's often things in the media as well that you can look at their competitors or any announcements that they've made. So I think have
1: a really good look at their, you know, website. They'll have everything, you know, go through the individual, their team, Mm -hmm. um, anything that they've highlighted recently.
0: Yeah, I always think that's really valuable. So I think the preparation is obviously key. I think we we often tell people to get there kind of maximum five minutes before, but no more than 10, because actually being too early is just as irritating sometimes as being too late.
1: Absolutely. And if maybe if you're not sure where they are, do a pre-run, but you know, being late is totally unacceptable. So If you have to go around and have a cup of tea around the corner, that's probably better Mm -hmm. than risking it.
0: And I think we all know how sometimes unreliable the trains and tubes can be, so always allow enough time. So you have done your research. You've arrived within 10 minutes, but not not too early, not too late. And then I think what to wear is something else that we talk about an awful lot, and I think that is something that your agency can guide you on. Um, we only work with clients that we've met, so subsequently we can gauge what is it isn't isn't appropriate.
1: Absolutely, and In different industries require different sort of um,
0: clothes code. to wear. Um. But yeah,
1: I mean, if it's if it's a finance, then you're going to be smarter, more corporate, um, a nice dress, a blazer, a, a jacket. Um, but if it's more creative, then you know you're probably looking at, at trousers, just you know something more relaxed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely smart. As long as you're smart and polished, because I think scruffiness is you know a hairbrush is often something that we we is needed. Yeah,
1: they used to love, didn't they? Yes. Tie your hair back. Yeah. You know, you you wear maximum or three items of jewelry. They will gauge you within three minutes, mm-hmm. won't they? And you
0: never have what's the expression you never have a first opportunity of making a, make a first, first impression. impression and i think it's so true um so that is the kind of research and preparation that we would advise um hopefully we can provide a detailed job spec which should give someone a good overview of the role and we always try and bring as much colour as we can to the position, the background, what they're looking for, just to give you as many pointers. Um, What to wear is obviously very important, but specific to that specific industry or company. Um, and then I think really it's an opportunity for you to sell yourself. And there are some questions which um, are always challenging and not always questions that they're a right or wrong answer to. It's purely an opportunity to let Yeah, because
1: s- they're just trying to get a flavour of your yeah. personality as, yeah, as well as the through. skill set.
0: Yeah, and I think being nervous can be... It's it's normal, but I think that can be a real challenge if people aren't able to get their personality across. I think some initial interviews, particularly if they're led by HR, can be quite competence competency-led. And that is a skill, um, learning how to answer those tricky questions, for example, give me um, an example where you've had a challenging situation that you've had to overcome in the workplace or where communication skills were utilised those questions you have to have thought of prior but often interviews are much more relaxed than that and just allowing you to talk through your CV explain what you're looking for and let that personality shine through and again we should be able to advise on the format of the interview again to help the help you be oh, as prepared definitely. as possible
1: and also the preparation at that stage is key so you know having a- look and see what they're going to want you to have done and then think about what you actually have done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's in the back of your mind when they ask you the questions. Think about it before. So you're not on the spot.
0: Yes. And I think going through the job spec is a good opportunity to go through the bullet points of duties and think of when you've done those duties so that you can always bring that to light. So that's a bit of a, an overview of interview tips and preparation. Um, another question we're always asked is the CV and what it should look like. And I don't know what your thoughts are, Aurea, but there's no real right or wrong for this. But you would be amazed how many people have errors in it, not, necessary, not necessarily spelling or grammar, but formatting errors as well, which I think um, don't give the first, the right no, first impression. I
1: agree. And... It's so simple not to not to fall into the traps, so just keep it you know easily formatted, mm-hmm. very clear, don't try and be too fancy, mm-hmm. don't try you know unless you're going for more more of the sort of corporate field, but you know the information needs to be very obvious.
0: We are real fans of bullet points for your duties, keeping them um, short and sweet. And I think that's because people often are looking at multiple CVs and they like to just scan rather than necessarily be hugely thorough. So I think if the information is short and sweet but bulleted, it's much more easier to absorb. Yeah,
1: A client will be looking to have a quick scan of of where
0: you've worked and what your titles have. So Mm. that needs to shine through. how long you've stayed in roles. I always think that's so important. People... I think the idea of a job for life now is is, it it doesn't really happen. I think people do move around much more than they ever used to. But hoppy CVs, as we call them, is one thing that clients often bring up as a negative. Um, So I think that solid experience to focus on that if you've done it. And often candidates have received promotions within their roles and they put it as kind of two roles. And I always encourage people to put the company, the dates and the two roles, if you like, underneath the one um, or the two positions underneath the one company just to try and make that one piece of experience look as solid as possible rather than breaking it into a couple. That's a really
1: good point. Um,
0: And I think a lot of people do that. And I think it's good to show that there's been promotion and progression. That's all really positive. But the more solid the CV looks, I think the more attractive. And what are your thoughts on pictures on CV Aurea?
1: Oh gosh I mean we, that that's, a lot. we debate about this all the time don't we I don't think it's I think it's a little bit old-fashioned now mm. um and I would probably if it was yes or no I'd probably say no yeah so but then a CV does show the individual flair and personality yep. so if you know if you want to then by all means, go for it. But if you are unsure, I would probably
0: say no. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody now tends to have a Facebook, a LinkedIn, an Instagram profile. Social media is something that most people are on. And it's something that everybody needs to be aware of is that a lot of clients will go straight on LinkedIn. And there tends to be a professional headshot on there. So um, you know, you have got your photo out there, I suppose, but keeping it really discreet um, in terms of your settings and your privacy um, is really important. We definitely have had clients who've called us oh, and said, have,
1: "Yeah, no, we've seen Can't enough. We've had such disappointments, haven't we? When yeah. you know your favourite bikini shop <laughs> pops up unexpectedly. So, <laughs> yes, please make sure that your security on Facebook and anything. And sort of private social media is, is, is
0: well. private absolutely yeah we get that a lot um so the next question we have is the most frustrating thing for candidates to do oh my goodness um oh gosh not showing up to a meeting
1: uh, so from our point of view <laughs> from yes our the- point of view Well, being underprepared, because, you know, we we try so hard and we give you a brief before you go and, you know, it's all written down and give you links as to how to find their websites, etc. So, I mean, we're always chuffed a bit to get people in in front of our clients and we wouldn't, yeah, and we wouldn't put you in front of them if we didn't truly believe that, you know, you had a, a fantastic chance of getting the job. So, Just make sure you're prepared, just make sure you know where you're going. Smile as well. We have people who go, I think it's nerves, but they Mm. go in and the person says, oh, they were really great, but their personality didn't shine through or they just looked a bit stern and all you need to do is relax.
0: Mm. I think that we love meeting our candidates and we spend so much time getting to know them and getting to know what it is that the candidate is looking for specifically. So the the process i suppose of of getting candidates interviews is is thorough um and so subsequently if there are you know reasons for them not showing up or having to cancel too many times and i know it's so frustrating with work commitments i think that's probably the most frustrating thing but we yeah don't. it's
1: just being told last minute i mean we understand life throws us curveballs and whatever and you can't always be where you say you're going to be but yeah. just give us a good couple of hours otherwise it just kind of puts us on the spot a little bit yeah.
0: but generally i don't think our candidates do many things that frustrate us we generally have great relationships with them and um we love what we do. So oh, I think exactly. that shows are, shows across.
1: Yeah, comes I'm, across. I tend to be really proud of, of all of them. Yes.
0: And it's our reputation when people are going forward. So we're proud of what we do. Um, why did we set the business up? Goodness. So we're still early stages, aren't we? We set the business up last year and we have been loving it. We've had great success. It's Ori and I were so lucky to have found each other. I think that's the most uh, important thing. We worked together previously and we really wanted to do something different when we set this business up. And um, we say a lot, kind, honest, fun. And you'll hear that at the beginning of all the podcasts that we do, but it really is our kind of mantra and it is the three things that we try and focus on, especially if we've had a bad or a long day. We always go back to that.
1: No, I know. And it's so important because it is up and down, isn't it? Of course, of course. But we've got to have fun and we want that to come, through to our clients we want our clients to enjoy working with us and you know candidates as well mm. it's finding a job can be a scary thing Definitely. so and we can is... all have a bit of fun along Absolutely.
0: the way then there are lots of agencies out there as well so we, we do try and differentiate ourselves and provide that kind of level of service Um, what is the difference between the corporate and creative sector? Gosh, do you know what? There is a reason we do not recruit specifically in one industry. And again, we have a lot of candidates who can be quite focused on industry. And and I'm not always sure that that necessarily dictates the culture, the role, the environment. I, I think that the, um, a PA can do the job across a variety of sectors. And I don't I think
1: agree.
0: necessarily, if you've been in the corporate sector, you can only work in the corporate sector and vice versa. I have clients on paper who look creative, who are corporate in terms of their culture. And and again, creative uh, clients who are quite corporate in their culture. So I think the culture is more of something that we should focus on, whether it's fast paced or young or um, large or, you know, social. I think those are things that that make a difference from company to company, less so necessarily the industry that they're in. No, I
1: agree. And I think it's probably more the size of an organisation which determines what kind of person would fit in well you know, smaller ones, you're going to be more generalist, where you're going to the bigger ones, you, you could be more specialised in a particular area. Yeah. But the the cross between the corporate and the finance and the creative, you can very easily jump between. Mm. But maybe it's it's just a choice that you have when you're young, you know, you might actually be fairly creative yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and joining a creative company will give you the opportunity to to demonstrate that yeah and
0: feels more natural to you absolutely but I think with as you become more senior in the PA career it's that fit with the person that you look after that will make or break the role um for you it's whether you know whatever industry they're in if you've got a great relationship with the people or or person that you're supporting that tends to be what will
1: no I agree that totally overrides what industry you are Mm -hmm. and sometimes we find that you know The boss takes you from one business to the next. And then, you know, you could be doing anything. But because you're so happy with him or her, you know, it's still fun, whatever they're doing. Yeah.
0: And I also think the more senior the person that you support is, especially in the larger companies, the less they're (coughs) necessarily... Um, involved with the product or service that the company's providing. So it could be a luxury fashion company, but actually you're not necessarily going to be involved in the design side. If you're looking after the CEO, it's going to be more operational. Um so I think that's also worth bearing in mind. So again, industry perhaps less relevant, more level or fit. With yeah, the person. I mean
1: it's it's individual, isn't it? Mm. If you're somebody who wants who has a passion for maybe fashion, then obviously retail is going to be more of your hotspot. Mm. But yeah, th- please don't get too blinkered about it because you can have lots of fun and be a high achiever
0: across the board, in my opinion. Absolutely. The next question we got asked: what is the typical career path of a PA? Well gosh, is there a typical career path? Well, as the podcast we've done previously have showed, everyone kind of seems to get into being a PA in different ways. So there is the Secretarial Colleges, which we rate really highly, um, and a lot of people are there's a
1: couple in particular that we Yeah, there's one in Oxford, at,
0: in Oxford Media and Business School, there's Quest in London. Um, and I think as university perhaps is becoming more expensive or people aren't necessarily sure what they want to study, they seem like really good alternative kind of business courses. So that's a obvious entry in. Um but that's not necessarily to say that's the only way and by all mean, by any means. Um, so generally, I would say if we had to um, summarise it, receptionist, team assistant, team PA. It's
1: probably the entry level, isn't
0: it? Yeah, office coordinator, a junior assistant role in some capacity. Um, and then I suppose as the career develops, more commonly candidates then support fewer people um, and then... Maybe at the end of their career, they're more one on one and private elements of the role come in. Private
1: and more business, more project related stuff.
0: Yeah. So there isn't really a typical career path necessarily. I mean, that's the common path that we see, but I I think it. it, I think it's changed
1: so much over the years. I mean, I think when, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you used to go to your secretarial college and and learn to type and shorthand, but that's not necessarily the case. And I just think that traits you need, it's good organisational skills, they're keen a real, you know, work
0: hard, enjoy it. Yeah, that attitude, I think that's really important. Um, Okay, so having just talked about degrees... um, the next question a candidate asked is are there beneficial qualifications to aid the pa career slash how important is a degree and again i mean i don't i think that i would say no there aren't necessarily you know there,
1: there's the occasion isn't there when the client says, you know we're we're more academic we're da, 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 and therefore we want someone who's got an academic degree yeah. but invariably and we do try and, and get them out of that because You know, people don't often, well, don't always have the opportunity to do a degree and they're still more than capable. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think we we mentioned the um, secretarial, old secretarial colleges, which seem to have rebranded more as business schools now. But there's Pittman's as well, which you can do um, part time online. You don't necessarily have to go to one of these um, schools. So there's lots of different ways to get qualifications. I think the younger candidates seem to be very wizzy on all things tech anyway. So maybe less we're seeing it, maybe less. It's it's a hard yeah, one to I mean call.
1: people can type with the phones yeah. and everything that doesn't have to really be taught anymore no. and Word, Excel, PowerPoint, they've done it through uni or just through school. Mm. So it's more the attitude I think yeah was so important these days.
0: So I think the answer to that is kind of every everyone's different. We don't really have an answer it's it's what you make of what you've got I think if it's
1: what you want then
0: you can achieve it yeah absolutely um then we had a question how to secure your first job gosh I actually think your first job's your hardest job to secure
1: because I think you don't have the experience what do you think Uh, yeah and the experience might be lacking and you're not quite sure which direction you want to go I It is an interesting one. A lot of people fall into their first job. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always want to work for a certain company. I just think that, you know, these things, maybe a discussion with your family Mm -hmm. or just, you know, you just meet somebody. I don't
0: know. And I think your first job, people sometimes get very focused on the fact that that's not what they want to do long term. And I think your first job Is unlikely to be the one you are in long term.
1: I agree. Just go in there if you know, get eighteen months, a year to eighteen months under your belt, prove yourself, learn the basics, and then you know you can be a little bit more choosy on your second second role. But I think you do
0: have to just go for your first role. Yeah, and I, I, I always think. I mean, there are advantages to big and, and small firms, but certainly smaller offices you tend to get, I would say, more exposure to all the operational side of the business. So you might see a bit of HR or see a bit of marketing or see the events team or whatever it might be, which will then hopefully educate you into the different options out there. Because I think knowing what there is and what you want is hard. And actually, probably the reason I went into recruitment because I was so fascinated about all the different options out there. And we're so lucky. We see new industries and new roles all the time. No, no we're very
1: lucky. We're always learning. We're, uh, absolutely. I think the key thing is is just to go out there, try different things. When, when you're young, you have the opportunity to do that. Um, and... A good recruiter will be able to guide you for your next role. Mm -hmm. You're not putting yourself into a particular industry sector. You're still at that age where you can, you know, be flexible, adaptable. So my, you know, I would suggest just go for it. Go for it,
0: yeah. And I think, as we touched on, a good recruitment consultant can guide you. But I think registering with a, a number will enhance your chances Um, you know we always say two or three if you're available immediately just to make sure you're getting volume of roles and volume of interviews and again if there is feedback from interviews we are always very honest about passing that on to help you to make sure that you're learning from it for for second uh, or next second round or next first round interview that you have because we're conscious that we want it to be a learning opportunity um, and something that you can grow from if you are unsuccessful in, in the interview Um, bonuses. Gosh, that is a hard one. And we are asked this a lot more by clients, funnily enough, than our candidates. What do people pay?
1: Wow, it's an interesting one. Different industries pay. Some pay better. Some a little bit mean. Um, (laughs) finance tends to be more generous. But, you know, you don't get anything for nothing. So you tend to work longer hours, perhaps. Um, but... It's it's an interesting one. Yeah,
0: and, and I don't think we can ever put a figure on it. Um, we do tend to work client with clients time and time again, and subsequently we do get to see and get a picture of what they pay, which allows us to um, give some sort of guidance to candidates.
1: I mean, a good bonus would be between 15 and 25%. Yeah. I mean, you do go get the other ones that are like... 30, 40, 50 percent, but they do tend to be unusual at this yeah. level, don't they? And
0: they're all discretionary. So even if a client historically has paid a very, very generous bonus, if they don't have such a good year or um, the person you've supported hasn't hit their targets, you may then not receive your bonus. So it's definitely not something to bank on, I think. You can't
1: um, take it as guaranteed. No, no. But I think that if you put the extra sort of hard work in, yeah, generally it rewarded. pays off. Yeah,
0: absolutely. How to negotiate a pay rise. So we get asked this quite a lot. And I think it's really tricky. I don't know if it's a British thing, but we are not good at asking for money. Oh
1: gosh, I hate asking <laughs> for things for myself. I know. For other people, I'm fine. <laughs> I can fight for them. But for myself, it, it's, it's difficult. It's It's awkward, isn't it? It is. So
0: the answer to that is get us on the phone for you. (laughs) No, that won't work. Um, It's always difficult, but I do believe if you don't ask, you don't get um, in most companies. So my kind of go to is get your job spec from when you originally got offered the job and go through it and add to it. The duties that you've done since then. So you could, let's say you were on 30,000 doing job spec A when you initially joined, you could then show the extra bits that you're adding and subsequently say, This kind of proves that I can just, I should be paid more because I'm doing X extra. I agree on top. totally
1: because, you know, the salary that you got initially was for the role that you were doing when you first started. Yeah. You grow that role you kind of not deserve but it'd be nice to be appreciated for mm-hmm. that and I guess one of the ways is is, is through being paid a little bit more but yeah. take take your time don't be too greedy I guess but or just
0: emotional I think it, it's yeah. saying things like I feel or I I feel I deserve more it's I think that's great. I think we all feel we deserve more in life. But I think the factual side of this is the job you employed me to do. And this is the job I do now. It takes any emotion out of it. I think it's, it then lays it on the table. Um, and I think as with interviews, the more prepared you can go into that uh, I negotiation, agree. the better. I agree.
1: Have examples ready to, yeah. to go through with your boss. Um, And don't be too disappointed if they can't. Mm. I mean, some of these larger organisations just, you know, they they have different ranges and brackets of salaries and they just can't Mm. because other people, it all needs to be equal. But um, I would always ask, if you don't ask, you'll never
0: get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I hope that gives some... Flavor or some advice to to answer that question, but we're always at the end of the phone. So if you do have a query or just want to have a chat, we um, are more than happy to help with that. And we do tend to place our candidates throughout their career, time and time again. And we like once we've met a candidate to maintain that relationship with them. So it's really um, important for us. But um, we're very much on hand should there be any queries. Really, it doesn't necessarily be about have to be about a pay rise, but difficult things things we've kind of heard most most dramas and dilemmas oh
1: gosh I think we've lived through it all I know people always
0: say to us it's lovely to see you but it's a bit like seeing the doctor it's always under (laughs) negative circumstances I'm not sure that's what we want to be known as but it is true people come to us when they're usually unhappy True, because
1: otherwise you wouldn't be looking to move. Yeah. I think it's the nicest part of our role when we do keep seeing people. I don't know, not too, not Not too. Not too regularly. Yeah. Remember those hobby CVs? Yeah. (laughs) Three years, that that'd be great. But no, we we are here to help, and um, it makes us feel old, though,
0: doesn't it? When we see people and you you see them (laughs) 10 years ago and you think, oh my goodness. But it's really exciting. I love that. And, you know, I I think that's what makes our job so special is that we feel like we're really helping to change people's lives or mold them or help them develop. It's really exciting. So, yes, we're here to help. But that was the last question that we have been asked. Is there anything else you want to add, Aurea?
1: I don't think so. Um, No. But if there is anything else, you guys, please do let us know. Um, Our website information address is?
0: It's
1: So any questions that you might have, if you've got any suggestions for any more um, podcasts or anything like that, then just please
0: get in touch. It's been so wonderful doing this podcast. I really hope people have found it useful. And as Aurea said, if there's anything that you want us to cover, I will think about doing a series too. Um, But yeah, we've had great fun doing it. Um, Also, thank you to the studio in Brixton, which is where we have done our recordings. The wonderful Charlie has been really helpful. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, get in touch. If you know anyone looking for a PA role or looking to hire, we would always love to help. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Oriel Partners PA podcast. I hope you found this informative and inspiring. If you are looking for a new PA role or know anyone else who might be, please do point them in our direction and we would love to assist. The web address is orielpartners.co.uk and our office number is 0207 1019229. Job hunting can be a very daunting experience and we are fully aware of that. I'm ready to support and guide you through the process. We never push our candidates and we will never waste your time. Our open and honest conversations discussing your future career allow us to fully understand your ambitions and objectives and enable us to advise you in the best way possible. Whether you are a college leaver looking for your first London role or a high-flying EA at the pinnacle of your career, our team are fully qualified to assist you. We are also here to help with any CV queries, negotiating a pay rise or general career advice.